0: Welcome, friend, to the Busy, Vibrant Mom podcast. Are you struggling to be more productive in your home and to be more productive overall? Are you struggling with purposeful parenting? I know why. It's because you're an expert stay-at-home mom. And you are putting yourself in a bucket with every other stay-at-home mom out there who is telling you all the ways to be more organized, and productive, and get more done, and be a patient parent, and it's just not working. You are empty, unfulfilled, lonely, exhausted, and you don't have the energy that you know is out there for you somewhere. And I have the answer. Hi friend, I'm Michelle Bird, and I have been in your fancy shoes. The answer is to understand that the extroverted stay-at-home mom needs specific solutions that help fill our bucket as extroverts so that we can pour from a full cup so that we can be more productive and purposeful in our parenting. Get ready, friend. Reheat that coffee, pop in your earbuds, and come hang out with me. It's time for today's show. Hello friends. Welcome back to the Busy Vibrant Mom podcast. Today, we're talking all about summer. So three easy steps to planning your summer with kids. I know it's getting to me that time, right? Summer is fast approaching. We actually got back from vacation and then we realized, oh my gosh, there's only one more month for school and then we got sick and so you can kind of hear my voice we're getting over our cold but having kids at home and also looking at the calendar reminded me just of how much i need to do for summer planning you may be reminded too i felt like we kind of get in a really good rhythm over the school year we're getting up at a certain time We're getting to school at a certain time. We kind of have our schedule of how the day works. We have our shift of when we know our kids will be gone. So my husband and I get our work done and he's working from home. I'm working from home too. And so we know, okay, I got this that I got to do. And then by this time, this is where I usually am. And this is what happens at this time. We kind of get our schedule all mapped out and it flows really nicely And our kids get into that rhythm and that schedule of we get up at this time and we get dressed and we go to school and we see our buddies and we have fun and we play and then we come home and we do this and this and this and have dinner and then go to bed and do it again. And so we get in this really fun rhythm, school and kind of social time, but then summer hits and boom. Everything changes. Suddenly, your rhythm of having to be somewhere at a certain time changes. Your rhythm of seeing people on a regular basis, like regular friends and kids and school buddies changes. Your social time changes. Your sports and activities after school are usually done at that point, and they've changed. So everything comes to a halt as far as the school year, and then you start this new animal That is summer and it's fun, but it's different. Sometimes I just dread it because, oh my gosh, now the kids are home and they're all over the place, especially this week, they've been feeling amazing. And so they're bounding around with lots of energy and playing rough house on the couch and jumping up and down while I'm trying to work and my husband's on a conference call and then they're screaming at each other and somebody hits somebody else and someone's fighting and then somebody took a toy and somebody's angry. So all that happens within five to 10 minutes and it makes me want to pull my hair out and reminds me that summer is not always my favorite. So I have to get in the mindset and get my plans for summer rolling. Sometimes that can be daunting of thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with these kids for three months? I need to get these things done and how am I going to keep them busy and I give them one thing and they're bored and I just know they're going to whine and complain most of the time or fight. How do I keep them busy and how do I plan out my summer so that it doesn't take me forever? All right, here we go. Let's make this super easy. These are three easy steps To helping you plan out your summer. This is what I do. I don't know how many other moms do it. I know one mom gave me a spreadsheet that was super helpful, and I can kind of talk through that, but this is the same thing as that spreadsheet, just on paper. So take a deep breath, grab a calendar of your summer plans or your iPhone, because we know that all of our plans are on our iPhone and our calendar is right there. Grab a different pad of paper, something just completely blank that you can write on and a pen and take a deep breath, grab coffee if you need it, grab water (laughs) and let's get started. Number one, write out the weeks. So this means write out the date that your kids are done with school And when you're looking at it on the calendar, usually it doesn't fall exactly on a Friday or it's not exactly equal. So just write out that first week that they're done. Maybe it's a Thursday or whatever. That week, it's all finish up school. That's the whole thing. And then go all the way down to the bottom of your piece of paper and write down the last week the week that they're going to start school and the same thing they usually start in the middle of the week so count the whole week as if you're starting school that one week and the whole week as if you're ending school when you're first jumping into summer so count out those weeks and then just number the weeks or put the date underneath of all the weeks all the way down from the week they're out until the week they're back in that's number one (laughs) listing out kind of your big map plan of how many weeks do you have in the summer and what are those specific weeks number two mark out your vacations anytime that you know you're going to be traveling or you're going to be gone we tend to go see family over the summer because we have a larger chunk of time to get out to north carolina or to get down to San Diego. And so we tend to have a chunk of time that we typically go out there. Every summer we go out to North Carolina to see family. Sometimes we meet them in North Carolina. Sometimes we go down to Florida. And so it could be either or. And then every July 4th, we're usually down in San Diego because we have family down there and it's so much fun. They have a parade and all kinds of things. So we already know those are our specific times that we're going to be gone. And then sometimes there's other things like there's a family camp that we do going up to Mount Hermon. And that's in the Santa Cruz Mountains. It's great because it's an amazing Christian camp where we just have to drive. I like doing that at the beginning of the summer or the end as kind of just a bookmark to get our family Connected and super close at the beginning of summer and kind of like a blast off of, get excited, we're going to do summer together. Or at the end of, didn't we have such a fun summer? Let's come together and make some memories, make sure we're all connected as a family unit before we jump into this next school year, which can be rough too, because then it's another big transition. So I like to put, our family vacations where it's just us, our immediate family, at the beginning or the end so that we have time to connect a little bit more as a family as we transition in or out of summer. But mark down what weeks or places you know you're going to be. And if you're not going to go anywhere over the summer, great, not a problem. But mark down those weeks you definitely know you're going to be out of town. And then... Take a look at your schedule and you kind of have to know your kids. Our kids love downtime, but they get over downtime if there's too much downtime and they're just sitting at home all the time like they are this week because they're feeling amazing and they can't go back to school yet because they're not fully over their colds, but they feel awesome. So they're bouncing around like tiny little Sprites and have tons of energy. But I noticed that if I give them too much downtime like that, they're bouncing around and then they start to get annoyed at each other and so forth. They need the adequate time to have downtime when they've either come back from a vacation or we're gearing up to go on a vacation. So I look at the calendar and after I have planned out what week we've gotten out of school, where we're gonna be gone, and what week we need to get back in, I try to plan downtime after we've been in San Diego or downtime after we've flown all the way out to North Carolina and we come back because I know that week coming back we're gonna be just getting back into things. We're gonna to have to get back into the time difference. We're gonna to have to unpack and take a breather. So I don't want our kids being in any camps those weeks or doing any activities because I know they'd already be wiped out. So just kind of planning, okay, these are the weeks we're gone and these are the weeks that we need to just take a break and just chill. So these are the weeks we're going to be gone and these are the ones we're gonna be home. Now, all you should have left is number three, step three, your home weeks. So you have your week that your kids are out of school, and that's a down week. Your weeks that your kids are gearing up for school, and that's kind of a down week because you got to get everything and everybody's getting on the schedule. And then you have your weeks in between, which maybe you're gone, maybe you're not, but you've mapped those out when you're gone and you've mapped out some rest times around those. So number three, your weeks at home. What do you do for these weeks? These are the key weeks, right? These are kind of easier said than done. You have to know your kids. So these weeks can involve maybe day camps, day trips to some places, some sports. If you want to do maybe a sports camp or play sports with certain people that week, learning something new. Maybe they're working on some skills that they need for school. Maybe they're working on exploring some new skills that they haven't been able to have time to explore. Maybe this week they're going to do some new fun learning and some chores. All those things get rolled into those weeks that you have at home. Now, what we will probably do is do kind of a mixture. We will do some scheduled days and some days where we're just getting back into things. So we decided to put our kids in one camp over the summer, and that's like kind of a sleepaway camp. It's also up at Mount Hermon where they'll be able to go and relax and go sleep underneath the stars and have lots of fun. And so... That is going to be their one week of camp. And the other times, they get to do all kinds of things at home. So the things at home, as I was looking through, okay, this is our summer, these are our weeks at home. This is the time where your kids are going to be like, I'm bored, what do we do? So to me, it takes a minute to think, okay, what are my goals for my kids over the summer? What do I want them to either be learning or be doing or have time to do? And what are my thoughts around that? For me, I want to take this time to teach our kids some more life skills. So whether that be two or three life skills for each week that we're home, whether that be one life skill. So I want to teach them things like, okay, I want you to be able to do your laundry and fold all your laundry and do it appropriately, or to make dinner, or to make a grocery list, or to figure out how much does it cost to buy dinner, and where should we go get dinner, and how do we make it? So all those kind of fun things, cleaning, have them work on vacuuming, and as I said, laundry, and cleaning the bathrooms, and all the fun things that you have to do as a grown-up. So we're kind of working on those life skills. I want them to be able to have those life skills and take a little bit of extra time over the summer to work with them and have them achieve these skills versus over the school year when sometimes we don't have as much energy and we're doing sports and things are tiring. And then also to add on trying to teach a new skill seems overwhelming. So for me, I would love the idea of, okay, you know what? We have some extra time. Let's learn how to do this skill properly, and then I can hand it off to you. So that is one thing that they'll be learning. (laughs) Not as exciting, but doing some life lessons. Another thing that I think is really important is for them to keep up on their reading and their writing and math during the summer because I feel like they're way at the top they're like excited about school and then they take a three-month break and then they're like where are we what are we doing so one easy way with that is to have some fun writing projects or some fun math projects whether your kids love writing or love math or either or both And those you can find on Pinterest, you can find it online, you can contact their teachers and ask, Hey, we're going to be working on some things over the summer. What would you suggest in preparation for next year? Or what would you suggest my kid works on for next year? A lot of the teachers, or if you have a tutor or someone like that can tell you what specifically your kid should be working on. And the other thing is a lot of libraries have a summer reading program, which we love. Our kids already love to read books and check out about a hundred at a time. But then the idea of reading a book competition to see how many books you can read and maybe getting a prize just skyrockets them. And so they end up reading a ton of books over the summer, writing them all down and trying to get tons of prizes, which keeps them busy. And they love it and keeps up their reading skills. So you might also check into your local library and see if they have a summer reading plan for your kids. And I would suggest bring your kids when you sign up for it, because it's actually really fun. You bring them and you can sign up and they get probably a pencil or pen or a sticker or something like that. And it kind of motivates them like, look, we're going to be in the summer reading program. A lot of kids are in this and. You can read this many books and it spurs them on. So those would be the things that we are going to work on over those home weeks. But as I said, like you can take a day trip to somewhere. You can do camps that are just half day. I really loved the ones that had a sports in the morning because then it didn't get too hot. My kids had a nice routine of getting up, getting breakfast, getting themselves together They were out the door and they were doing sports in the morning for a couple hours, which tired them out. And then we'd come back, they'd have lunch and we'd have a nice afternoon, like low key afternoon, which worked out really well because then it wasn't like boiling, scorching hot and they're out there playing sports, which can happen too. But I just found, especially when my kids were little, they could only do about a half day. And during that time, I would go to a coffee shop and read a book which is amazing when you have little kids, or run a couple errands that I needed to do without them, or maybe even just sit in my car and relax for like a couple hours instead of turn around and drive back to go get them, just sit and hang out there and read and get some work done so that can also be a good option vbs bible churches usually put on like a bible program a summer bible program for kids and those sometimes can be free so look into that check out your local churches if that's something you're interested in usually your city will put on some summer camps for kids as well that can be really fun so look into those they can be a little bit cheaper of an option Hopefully, this helps in making your summer plans easy and fun. So think about all the fun things that summer brings. It's not as strict of a schedule. You can stay up a little bit later and hang out outside, take walks in the evening, enjoy some fun things that you wouldn't normally have time to enjoy, and just have some downtime. So look forward to that summer. Remember that it's really easy planning it. Number one, write down that beginning week and that end week, and then the weeks in between. Number two, mark out your vacation weeks and what weeks you need to rest. Number three, mark on those home weeks that you are at home and what you want to accomplish those weeks, what you want your schedule to look like, what you want your kids to be doing, and map those out. As always, come on over and hang out with us in our Facebook group, The Busy Vibrant Mom Facebook, and listen, subscribe if you can, so you don't miss an episode, and leave a review if this has made a positive impact or if you love the show. I just love reviews. It lights up my heart and lets other moms find this podcast. So super fun. Come on over also to my website, which is almost done. It's birdmichelle.com. And you can see on there, there's a page that says coming soon. So I'm getting pretty excited. Come on over and check it out. So until then, have an amazing, busy, vibrant day. If you like my mom's show. Instagram stories and tag her pretty please. If this podcast has blessed you in some way, please leave a review on iTunes. It lights up my heart when I hear how God is using this podcast to help other women too. This is the number one way other women will find this show and be blessed. So please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe. So you never miss an episode. Thank you, and God bless, my friend.